Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. I am your one half of the co-host, Jamal. Got my boy Jasper here with me. Welcome back to another episode of our show. We got a lot to break down here today. Big week. Trey Lance gets his mm-hmm. second start. Uh, first start in about three months, uh, but second start total. And we want to dive into that. We'll dive into uh, this quarterback situation going forward. Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo starting? Will we get Trey Lance again this coming week? Is Kyle messing with us? Uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about this Texans game as a whole. Yes, we'll have a lot to talk about Trey Lance, but going forward, you know, there was more than just Trey Lance. There's a whole other side of the ball as well. We'll talk about the defense. Uh, there's been a lot of talk this week about Brandon Ayuk. You know, he had a big game, four catches, 94 yards, big talk about him as well, too. So I got my guy Jasper here, and I'm curious to see his thoughts and opinions on, on Brandon Ayuk. So we'll dive into that as well. Uh, and then we'll give our thoughts, you know, going forward on the Rams game. What are we supposed to, what do we expect? What do we want to see before, before we dive into all that chat? Let me know how you guys feeling down there in the chat. Just checking in, seeing how we're, how we're doing. Good to see some of you, uh, my guys in here. I see 49er minded, last second sports minded. Appreciate you guys. My, my guy, Brad, uh, I've gone on a little rant here. Let me take a, a step back and check in with my guy, Jasper. Jasper, bro, how are you? It's good What's to see cracking? you. Welcome back to the show, bro. What's cracking? What's cracking? I'm good, man. <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ready for this weekend. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, exciting time uh, to be a Niner fan, <laughs> man. It's, uh, you know, it's all come down to this, you know, so I'm not man. surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You know, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that yeah. we'd end up here, you know, with the with one game to get in, you would take it. You know, obviously, uh, the course to it's get here. Joke. Yeah, the course to get here is, you know, uh, it, it wasn't, you know, ideal. But, you know, here we are. And, you know, they got right. everything right in front of them now. So that's all right. you can really hope for, you know, when you start a season. So, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's a good time. So I'm good and I'm ready yeah. to get, get, get to it. Good, bro. It's always good to check in with you. I know we haven't had a chance to talk a whole lot about this game, so we'll be getting each other's opinions on this, which is super cool. Um, always good to check in, tap in with you. Uh, yeah, as we as we dive here into this game, I'm, I'm curious. So we got to see, obviously, it was Trey Lance's second start. Uh, I'm sure we have a lot of similar takes on some things as well, but I'm sure some things are different as well. Uh, what did you like? What did you not like? Uh, I was pretty big on his on his, I think the kid has a lot of upside. So I think that's still fair to say a big upside with the kid, a little slower start than expected. I don't want to say expected, just a little slower start. I think it takes a lot for a quarterback as well as a coach to get in rhythm. I think it's not one or the other. I'm definitely someone who believes it's definitely a, a relationship. And just as much as that, that's a relationship. I think football as a whole is a, it's one of the, if not the, it the ultimate, it's, it's one of the ultimate team sports, it's, if it's not the ultimate. ultimate. It's the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might be a little biased. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think even more than soccer. Um, some people might not like that. But, yeah, give me your give me your opening thoughts on that. What did you like? What did you not like? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to see the floor, bro. Yeah, I mean, as as I said uh, in our last episode, you know, leading up to the game, I, I, I pretty much called exactly what would happen. I, I knew it would. It, there were going to be rough, rocky mm-hmm. parts. I knew he would come out slow. Uh, yeah. 
was cracking Biamichi, man. Shout out Biamichi, man, for uh, filling in for you. Mechi. He told me he's a Mechi. I got it. I got it down last week. Mechi, yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Shout out Biamichi, man, uh, for uh, looking out for you, boy, and stepping in. I really, really appreciate that, man. That's what you know. That's what, that's what a team does. So, oh, shout yeah. out, you, shout out to you for that. For um, yeah, coming through in the clutch. But um, yeah, man, I, I like I said in, in you know my last episode that I was on right leading up to the game. Right. I expected it to be slow. I expected the rocky start. I expected the things. Yeah. I expect the trade to do the things that you would expect somebody to do, yeah. given that this is only their second start and first since week five, five week six, whenever week they five, are. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, 12 weeks, <laughs> all, all the things leading up to that. But I also expected the splash plays. I told you that would yeah. also happen. We're going to see the flash plays. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be a bomb. I didn't know if it was going to be him taking off, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, um, eluding defenders, whatever it was. I did say that this is what we're going to see that on Sunday for sure. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's with, and I still do think that if there was a perfect team to have him play, it was the Texans because you got to see that the Niners were able to impose their will on the defensive end. So, you know, it wasn't like even though the game was, you know, seven to three headed into, you know, the halftime, there wasn't a, a ton of pressure feeling like, oh, my God, they're going to score. You know, t- you know, they're going to run, you know, right. You know, 21 answered on the board and, and Trey's going to have to do a whole lot to you know, get us back in this game. And that's going to just put a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I, I don't I never felt that in the game, which is why I think it was a lot easier for him. Yeah. To then just, you know, start to get his groove and, and start to feel like, OK, I can do this. I belong here. I know how to play this game. Let me start getting some of these. Let me start to get into a rhythm. And we started to see that uh, again towards the end of the first half. And then, of course, we saw uh, him look a lot more comfortable in the second half. So I right. liked what I saw. Uh, I liked I, I liked what I saw with him. Uh, the line, some of the line of scrimmage things. Some of him, some of the calls he made at the line of scrimmage. Uh, reading the defense, I saw that. I mm-hmm. saw him coming off of one. Uh, you know, coming off of one, looking at two, looking sometimes three on his reads. Uh, you know, that's. That, that isn't easy, especially for a guy who hasn't seen live bullets. And let's just be honest, in about two years, he basically right. hasn't played a lot of football in two years. So that's very impressive, not to mention the NFL speed. Uh, what Some of the things that I think he still needs to work on, obviously, are, are uh, I think he, he needs to. I, but again, this isn't only going to come with repetition. And with mm-hmm. repetition comes muscle memory. And right now, right. he doesn't have a lot of muscle memory. And I think the... Uh, the main thing I'm seeing is the NF, the game speed of the NFL is a little different for him right now. He's still getting adjusted to that. He's still. Getting, I agree. That's why I think a lot of people said, "Oh, he looks tentative when he's running. He looks tentative because he's not sure if he can outrun a guy and beat him to the corner. He's not sure, right. you know, if he should take this dude head on or just slide. You know, he's still getting the feel of that. So that's going to come with time, and that's going to come with again repetition and muscle memory and all that. So, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 a uh, uh, it's a uh, it's it's going to be a a growing process and in that growing process there's going to be some growing pains but yeah there's nothing wrong with that and you know the kid he is a kid you say you refer to him as the kid but he literally is a kid essentially. i mean he you just know? turned 21 like exactly. right before the season the kid he's a kid he really exactly. is a kid as you exactly. said now i'm really i'm with you and i'm really glad that you said in your in your your statement there you said just before the half i agree 100 because i think just before the half was when he started to settle down and he came out i don't want to say I don't want to say guns blazing, but he for sure looked much more settled there in the second half. I don't think that's an accident. I think it's definitely a mix, a mix of Kyle calling plays that suit. I think Trey Lance a bit better 
as well and, as and Colin himself getting the getting a rhythm for him getting a rhythm for calling plays for Trey because he's yes still, that's, he's that's, still that's very my point yeah in the Jimmy mode you know exactly yeah calling better plays Kyle getting you know Kyle also getting comfortable in calling the play for him that allows the quarterback to make a play make a read I think early on yeah we we saw him Kyle come out and I think we ran the first two plays and the third that third down was the first pass um, and yeah I think early on in the game he was not quite trusting what he was seeing but mm-hmm. I think that that Maybe I think it's maybe that's what it looked like. But as you said earlier, getting used to game speed, I think that's probably really what it was. So I think he saw it, but it maybe happened a bit quicker than I think maybe he was expecting it to, as well as nerves, I think, play a role early on. Not that he's crazy, like, like you know, crazily nervous, but I think those things definitely affect things early on. You know, sometimes you hear all the time. I'm sure you've said this and maybe you feel this uh, this way as well as well. Sometimes players need to get hit. They need to get hit once, and then they start to settle into the game a little bit. Yeah, I was. I, um, I, I, I never subscribed to that. I never needed that shit. I never needed to get. <laughs> hit. I, yeah, I, I'm good. a receiver. I was. I, if I caught a slant and went 80 yards of the crib, I was cool with that. You good? I, I didn't need to get. I didn't need to get hit or touched up. None of that shit. <laughs> I um, love it. Shout out, Destiny. I man. love it. Appreciate that. Appreciate the love. Yeah, go ahead and subscribe to that channel. Appreciate yes, you, Jesse Naylor. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, Jesse. We'll be on his channel here in a couple weeks. Uh, be sure to tune into that as well, too. Uh, but yeah, no, I think early on he needed to settle down, trust his eyes. I remember on that play when we were backed up uh, in the in our in the red, not the red zone, back up close to our end zone. Coming out, we're yeah, we're coming out of the end zone. Yeah, we got George Kittle on the left side and yep. Debo. Uh, Debo out out wide and the slants. And yeah. he really had both of them. He should have hit Kittle. I think that's where it was his first read. Should have hit it. He had them, but he didn't take it. He it looked like he was going to, you know, um, break from the pocket. He slid, he slid left first. Then he comes back right. And he makes the play to Ayuk. So I'm cool. I'm glad because the playmaker is up. there. But uh, trusting his eyes yeah. and being okay to take those, I want to see him. He just needed to settle down. And I have no issue with it because he still was able to make a play. I just think that's a play where Kyle's going to say, I need you to hit that. And he did. He improved later on in the game. It's not like well, he maybe, didn't. Well, what I saw in that play, and I, if I'm not wrong, if I am if if I remember correctly, I think the down and distance was third. I want to say it was third down. Because I yeah. saw um, like six or, or five. Something like that. Yeah. Because I saw the uh, JT O'Sullivan breakdown of it. Right. Uh, shout out JT O'Sullivan, man. man I, Great I, breakdown. I'm old enough to remember JT O'Sullivan with the Niners. Right. And now to see him, you know, uh, you know, shout out UC Davis. I got a ton of homies that went to UC Davis. So mm-hmm. uh, he's an Aggie. And uh, man, he, his breakdowns are are incredible and they go into great detail. So I, I, I really, really appreciated his this, this new breakdown of Trey Lance's film. And I, and I, and he was on him. You know, he was uh, he was also saying similar. He was also saying something similar as far as uh, he thinks Kyle would probably want him to throw that now. And he's right. They were open. However, what I think Trey might have saw is they're open. But if they get tackled, they're going to be short of the first down. Mm. I don't like that. Look, I want to look for something beyond the sticks, which is why he scrambled out and kind of did the scramble drill. They did the scramble drill, found Ayuk who was beyond the sticks first down. I think he saw the read. I think he saw both of them coming open. However, he also, I feel like he saw the defenders that were very, they were still like light. They were lightweight on, you know, on their tail. So I think both of them, uh, yeah, the, he, he needs to take that first read. It was open, but I, my, my point is, uh, I think he saw that they were short of the sticks and they just were going to get tackled. They would be, you know, it was going to come up with, a, you know, fourth and short or whatever. Yeah. They had to punt because they're coming out of their own end zone. So, 
I'm not gonna lie, man. I kind of, I kind of mostly agree with 49ers Shaolin. I think I mostly agree with him. I think honestly, Kyle's probably telling Trey that too. But I'm also with you in the fact that I'm not mad that he did extend the play and we get the first down. Obviously, that's the play where IU picks up the first down right there, um, yeah. off schedule. So I like that. I like that. I also do tend to agree that. Well, one thing I think that I've heard, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about so far is on that play. I don't remember who the D lineman was, but he did push up right into his face. So I think it was a mix of having alignment in his face. The pocket wasn't fully broken yet, so he could have he could have stayed. But there was alignment like pushing into his face as well. So I think that as well as us being backed into our end zone made his timer say, I have to get out because I can't take a safety here. I don't want to take a safety. I think it was a mixture of that. That's kind of like what I noticed right away that when looking at it, watching it again, I think, okay, yes, he could have hit that. It's quick. I, I don't I don't fault the kid for it. He's going to improve from that. He will hit those. But there's also going to be plays where he's just going to be a playmaker, too, especially right now as a rookie. He's not going to be fully defined. He's not been in this system for four to five years, you know. So some of these things where they're not hit right away and they're short, as you said, I think Kittle probably would have been tackled maybe a yard short. It was close. It would have been close for sure. I think I think it's a mixture of that, all of that put together. And with that, I'm not mad at it. Like it was a good play. He was able to make a play out of something that broke down partly in be- partly in fault to him that I'm not mad at it. And it, it is it, it, Kittle, so who's to say they don't run through those tackles anyway and keep right because it's Kittle first down. So at the right. end of the day, I can understand if Kyle does want him to hit those reads because if you hit him right now, if he'd hit them right now, they could have he might be running ran, running exactly. They they could still be running. So I'm with I you. That. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I thought another play. I kind of wanted to talk about was that that PA boot. I think it was the naked to Sherfield. That's another play where it could have gone to to uh, Kittle first, and I think Kittle's the first read. And I think nine times out of ten, like Garoppolo's throwing that to Kittle because the 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 D lineman he pushes up forward onto Trey, but Trey does that you know where he kind of drifts back, buys himself a, a little extra like two seconds where he can throw it to the to the right uh, the left side of the Texans defender, and he hits Sherfield on the crosser. Right. That play right, be- right before going out of bounds there, I thought that was another really, really good play that shows his upside, which is really immense. I think the kid's upside is immense, really, really good. And his brain, the brain to be thinking about that too. And so I think it's those it's plays mixed together that bro. settle him down. Yeah. And he knows, like, I'm sure you you probably heard this too. Haberman and Middlecoff were talking about this, I think, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. it they talked about, uh, like, arrogance slash confidence. And I think yeah. that Trey right now, it's he's got like this. I don't, I don't want to call it reckless abandon because I think generally he's safe with the quarterback, but he's very confident. I think in him and what he can do, especially yeah. with his arm that I don't think a lot of people are fully giving him that credit yet. Yes. He's, he's still learning game speed and I'm, I'm with you with everyone on that. He's still learning that, yeah. but I think uh, Trey trusts his arm. I love yeah. that. He trusts that arm. And so for him to oh, be able God. to look at Kittle and say, no, nah, I'm taking this intermediate crosser because it was a three level. To not mm-hmm. take Kittle to get that uh, that pass there to to Sherfield told me a lot about his arm talent, and I just like I don't know. I'm really into to this stuff, and I look at it. I'm just like, man, that's a play there that I'm I'm drooling over. And yeah, I, no, yeah we got. It looks like we got it, our really. guy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my favorite throw. I called my dad like literally right after that play, like right in the middle of the game. And I don't normally do that. Like I don't yeah, mm. I don't talk to anybody during the game. But I called him right after that throw. I was like, you see that? Like the way he was able to not only come off of Kittle, elude a defender, flip his hips, 
Like right. the flipping the hips, yes. Yeah, to flip the hips, get your shoulders square, and throw a seed right on the sideline, yeah, right in the chest for a first down. Like that's that's like it looks level. different. That's, I'm yeah, sorry, that's, that's graduate level shit right there. Like yeah, that was that was that was very impressive. That was my favorite throw by far of the game. Yeah, I think I like that one a lot. I mean, there was I don't want to say when I say this word, I think it seems like there's a lot, but I did think there were multiple throws that the kid made that were really really like high level. Uh, I tweeted out during the game, actually, it was during the game, right there before the half, that 38 second, we get the ball, ball, ball back with about 38 seconds, and he throws that, uh, he throws that, that go route to, to Brandon Ayuk, yeah. and that was just a beautiful ball as well. Obviously, if he comes down with that, that plays, we're talking about that as well right now, like, yeah, but I, and I think everyone's talking about it. 10. Yeah, that would have been Sports Center top 10 if, yeah. if, yeah. if, if BA comes down with that. It, it was, was also- gorgeous. There's also and, and the thing about that was that was it was nice. PI. <laughs> love to see it. it was PI and it should have been first and goal. So we actually probably was, could have been seven to seven going into halftime had yeah. they called that because that would give us first and goal. You know at right. the yard line. And the, but the thing about it, the fact that he had the audacity to throw it is what makes you. It, it has to have you excited because again, yeah. that's the type. Those are the type of throws that put you where defenses have to. They have honor to honor that, right? And I, yeah, just the fact that he threw that. Was, exactly uh, was just like oh wow like it, it caught me off like in the way he even placed it, it was just like oh wow when you look back at the replay like only the receiver <laughs> or only ba could have come down with it, and that's what has to get you excited as a yeah. fan uh just as a fan of football man just as yep. like somebody who uh, a casual observer who casually observes the niners probably should be like man that was a crazy really don't push the ball down the field that much they really only just kind of Keep it between, you know, the hashes and like that's cool and all, but every now and then air that bitch out. So yeah. it was really, really good to see. Just it was refreshing to see, and then to come back and uh, even right. I want to say was it right after that or before that we hit? No, it was, it was after that. Obviously, then he hit Ayuk on the sideline again. Yes, where he gets uh, out of bounds. It went, I mean, he get to get did get a little fortunate. That ball definitely could have been picked, but. You know, that's a soft zone. You talk about the one between those two defenders where he slides exactly. in the zone. So he, yeah, that's the right read because that's exactly the soft spot of the zone was. where you're going to hit it. The defender just happened to get his hands on it and sunk. Right. He actually he he got pretty he got really good depth on that play. And uh fortunately, you know, went through his hands and Ayuk made it, you know, a great catch. Oh, I know which player you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a I great know. catch. The, the, the tipped one on the sideline. Exactly. Exactly. I got so you. Ayuk, yeah. you know, Ayuk uh, you know. Excellent con- concentration on that because those are tough to catch mm-hmm. when they are tips. So, uh, but the fact that he was willing to throw the ball outside the numbers and just give the Niners a different look that they just haven't consistently had for right. very long for a very long time, right, uh, was, was refreshing in itself to see. But yeah, overall, um, really, really good to see out of Trey. Um, mm-hmm. And you just continue. You you just hope this this uh, this maturity in the 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 game start is going to, we're going to see, we're going to be able to see this evolve in front of our eyes next year. Exactly. Get you excited. Exactly. And 100%, I'm right there with you. And yeah, I mean, I think I, I personally feel the end of that, uh, the end of the first half, I think gave him the confidence he needed to believe and trust what he really was seeing. Yep. Cause once he, once he was, I, I don't know any better way to say this than when he chooses to be uh, decisive about his, his throws, they're on them. They're on the receivers. Not, like nine times out of ten. I thought when he got when he plants that but that back foot, like that one that he threw to Ayuk on that same drive, that setup right before that go route. Um, he saw that it was between the two defenders. 
and he saw, he knew the coverage. He knew what was coming. So he stepped in with confidence, hits Ayuk. Ayuk then turns up field and gets out of bounds. It wasn't like a, like he, he didn't have like a 20 yards run after catch, or whatever, but he was able to get out of bounds, which stopped yeah. the clock. Yeah. Then he gets that chance to get that go route. To me, yeah. I'm like, okay, there it is. He sees the defense when he's confident in what he yeah. sees. He the kid makes plays when, he when he's able to. Real. And right before I forget this too, uh, nobody's talking about batted balls this week, are we? And no batted balls. I don't remember seeing. Uh, was there what one? Was there even one? one? It could have been one, but it, I mean, it helps when you're six four. So. Exactly. I, well, that's the thing. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I think that I'm not a QB expert or anything like that, but his mechanics did seem to be quicker. I think it's not as loopy as it was in that week Correct. five. I think his Correct. base, but I think it's not just the arm. I think it's his base is uh, it's more set. Uh, it's a it's a bit quicker now too, and I think. Maybe I'm not the best way to describe it for me is like once he plants that back foot, like he can he gets the ball out and it's more here rather than loopy. And then it's out, which I think right. in that Cardinals game, I felt like they kind of were timing him. Um, yeah. So I noticed that as well in this game. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then going into the second half there, I thought that's really where he took off. And one thing that came to my mind was going into the draft, you know, we all talked about. Uh, him being arguably the smartest quarterback um, in this draft, arguably. And he was also the most comfortable under center as well. And I saw them get back to that, getting under center, running some naked, some boots, yeah. the touchdown to Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, great play call, by the way. Beautiful play call right there. Um, thought that was really nice. And I so I say that because he showed me that he is. And I, I wrote down in my notes as I was watching the game. Yeah, he's really comfortable under center. I thought he did really, really, really well under center. Um, yeah. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, and I, and I was then that's what I knew would eventually, you know, uh, that Kyle would eventually, excuse me, get back to uh, having him under center a lot more instead of the shotgun, mm -hmm. uh, half pistol, whatever he had him in, in majority of the, the, the snaps in Arizona just wasn't like his offense. I was like, Kyle, just run your offense. Mm. Like, so I knew it, it took him a little bit to get to that point because we were still kind of looking at halfway Arizona game. You know, right. halfway through that first, first quarter where Kyle just wasn't in a good rhythm of calling plays for Trey yet. And exactly. Was, you know, he didn't he, he didn't fully trust Trey to also throw the ball yet. It looked like yep. for whatever reason. Right. Um, but yeah, as the game went on, Kyle started to eventually yeah, get comfortable and OK, I guess, with Trey running some of his stuff that he normally has Jimmy running. So. Uh, yeah, that, that just came as the game went on. And, and again, Kyle's not ever going to get that feel until he lets him play a little bit. That's pretty much just how it's right. going to be for, until we get to next year. Yeah. And I know this comment's been up here for a second. So let me go ahead. Let's uh, read this one. The difference between Trey and Jimmy is when the play breaks down or read is missed, Trey can make up for it by impro improvising. Sure, he shouldn't have to if he makes the read, but that comes with reps. And I couldn't agree more. I'm with you, Raymond. I do think that. He's going to be – I just think naturally this year if he plays going forward and we make the playoffs, whether it's one game, two, whatever it is, he's going to be more of a playmaker now uh, as a whole than executing the offense the same exact way that a Jimmy Garoppolo does. It's going to look different because, one, they're two different uh, styles of quarterbacks. When you have a, a Trey Lance, you are going to test you know, down the field a little bit more. We see that in this game. He threw the ball outside the numbers a bit more, whereas when you have a Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to throw it over the middle. It's going to be more of a timing offense, which I think Shanahan does also want with uh, Trey Lance as well as being able to hit the ball deep down the field and make corners, safeties respect that as well, too, which we all know will open up 
more lanes for the running, which makes us more 11 on 11. We all understand understand that as well. But I think should he be the starting quarterback going forward, and we'll we'll get into that, I think this year in particular he's going to be making some plays on time as well as missing certain things and just being able to extend a play because he has that God-given you know capability as well too. So I don't, right. in my personal opinion, I don't think it's a problem that he's more of a playmaker now because Jimmy's been the starter. They haven't been. I don't want to. They haven't been propping him up to be the starter for the course of the year. Now, had he started from week one, like I believed, I think you believed it as well. We would have liked right. to see that. We'd yep. be in a different position right now. Does that mean we'd have a better record or not? I'm not. I don't know. I I can't say that for sure. But when it comes to him being more uh, working within the structure of the system and the, and the play, I think he would be further along. So, great point there by Raymond. Did you want to respond to that too? Did you have any thoughts or anything? No, I think you hit it on the head. For sure. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Elijah Mitchell as well, too. I thought he had a really solid game. I think he had 21, 21 rushes, 100. I forgot. I had it up for a second. 21 for like 113, something like that. 121, yeah. something like that. Uh, I thought it was kind of quiet. I thought it was a kind of quiet, quiet, like 113. No, it was nice. It, yeah, I thought it was a decent. It decent was good. Game. I just thought it was like yeah. kind of quiet, like, yeah, like underrated mean, almost. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think. We're hyper focused on Trey, and I, I think it was one of those games where we started to see the run game come along, and as the run game came along, so did the offense, and that's yeah. generally what happens no matter what, who's the quarterback. So Agreed. I think we were all just focused on Trey, trying to see how he's, you know, uh, basically growing up right in front of our eyes, you know, and, mm. and, and with each rep, and you know, Elijah Mitchell is just very consistent, man. He's not very flashy. He just kind of, you know, he just kind of does his thing. Very Garrison Hurst-like, very, Ooh, you know, good. very, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just kind of just does his job. And, you know, he, he's not a loud guy. He's not going to, you know, doesn't do a lot of stuff after a first time. He just gets in the huddle and just continues to do his thing, man. He's yeah. going to get his 20 carries and, and keep it moving. I love Elijah Mitchell. He looks like a savvy vet. He does. Like, it, it's almost boring, himself. right? He just like he's yeah. been doing this. That's how he exactly. <laughs> that's how he carries himself. That's why it, it can seem quiet after a, a, a decent, a nice game. You know, he had a really, really yeah. good game. So, uh, you know, you hope to see. Uh, you know, hopefully next year they can pair him with 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 either you know Mostert or you know whoever they end up bringing in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you'd like to see him split a little more carries with Jeff Wilson too. Just so I agree. So so he's not getting so banged up, man. Like. Yeah. They're not spelling him enough. I, I personally think he could be spelled, but he's also a young guy. He fresh, you know, he has fresh legs. He was just coming off of about a two week absence. So, right. Um, and Kyle yeah. trusts him. Like, Kyle trusts the kid. He, he really just does. came back off injury, and Jeff Wilson doesn't get a carry this week. I didn't like that personally. I'm with you. I would like to see him get spelled a little bit more. I thought that Jeff Wilson was in the game. It's not like he wasn't in the game. He just didn't register a carry. I don't like that. He was almost used more like a fullback this week as well, too. Me personally, I don't like that because, uh, well, he just was coming off a knee injury, and he is affected by it. You know, he hasn't been practicing this week. I think he's still probably going to play this week. But I didn't like that. But to me, that just screams to me, well, Kyle's really, like, trusting this kid, and he's riding this kid. I don't know if he's doing something different in practice or if he just has it down. Maybe from your from your perspective, you can – having been in uh, locker rooms like, like that, maybe you can explain a little bit more. But no, I'm, I'm not fully understanding that. that. Uh, yeah, well, for one, he – Kyle's consistent with riding the hot hand. He's riding the hot hand. What he's not consistent with right now is is going running back by committee, which he's done his entire 10 years as a coach. Like, he's That's always – weird. 
where yeah, he's always rotated two or three guys in there, no matter who it was, whether it was mm-hmm. Mostert, whether it was Tevin Coleman, whether it was Brita, yep. whether it was Jeff Wilson, where whoever he had, he was always gonna use everybody. A hasty, mm-hmm. like all those guys, Trey Sermon, like he's gonna get guys in the rotation, regardless right. of how the run he can make his run game click with anybody. So it is a little weird, but at the end of the day, he does trust Elijah Mitchell so much that he's he's riding him right now. He's riding him like an old school bell cow, which I don't have that much problem with because he's effective and at the end of the day uh you know he's a rookie so he doesn't have a ton of miles on those legs now he is beat up and banged up maybe that was the reason we didn't see that four three when he broke towards the end of the game i was really surprised yeah me too (laughs) i was like what like i thought he was out of there i would have been tight if that cost me a a fantasy football championship He, he should that should have been another tug like he i literally said there. oh oh he's he's tired oh he's gone. He is tired because yeah. he's they're not yeah. catching him if he's right nah, he's tired <laughs> he was four three he, he was four three right yeah. yeah yeah he didn't look he looked four seven and his four yeah i, I agree it, did. it was more four six there. i was like whoa <laughs> no i agree 100 percent. in that they moment i was like angle on him or nothing <laughs> i'm with you no i said the same thing i was like oh this is gone and then he took that corner and he he was looking back. I'm like, oh, he's just gassed. He's just tired. And I didn't I didn't go back and look, but I was like, okay, yeah, he's been he has been getting a lot of carries today. Uh he's also got a couple catches out of the backfield as well, too. Um, but in that moment, I was like, Yeah, he's tired. I wonder, I wonder if part of that is just the fact that he had been out for a couple weeks there too, because of the injury, and he just was a little bit more winded than he maybe would be going forward. Or if it's that, uh, maybe a mixture of that and the knee, who knows? But right. um, no, I was interested by that too. But yeah, nice, quiet, solid game from him. I'm really, yeah. I like the kid. I think if he has, I think it's something like if he has like 122 yards this week, he'll break a thousand yards, which is possible in this yeah. in this coming up game like versus the Rams. I think it's we like need we need him to run. <laughs> I think it's like 130. Yeah. I think he needs it's like, like 130. 130. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like him. It. It's really cool to see. He looks like he's been here for a couple – like, he looks like a savvy vet. Like, he's been doing this for a few years. It doesn't look like any stage seems to be too big for him. He does his interviews after the game, and he's real just calm. Like, um, But, yeah, the last thing I'll say here is, yeah, I, I look for him to get spelled a little bit more. He has been banged up a couple times throughout the year. I'm not one – I'm not going to go as far to say he's injury prone because I guess for me when I look at injury prone, I look for – are you playing or are you not playing? And yeah, there's been a couple times where he's been out, but I think in order to keep him healthier, you should, I think you should take advantage of a Jeff Wilson who has come on strong over the last month. You yeah. can maybe get a, a Trey Sermon in there who just got off the IR. I like, I like the fact that you have more than one good running back like that. I just think you should use them. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, do you want to switch over to the defense a little bit? Uh, I wanted to shout out, Arden Key and Jordan Willis. I think uh, the defensive line's done really solid, actually. So I think one thing that I've noticed is I think they're keeping guys a lot more fresh on that defensive line because I believe it was Arden Key played 17 snaps. He had pressure. He had pressures on I think seven of them, and Jordan Willis played 16. Yeah. He registered a sack as well too. So shout out the de- the defensive line. They're doing really really well, and we're going to need them especially. It's, it's hard not to talk about going forward because some things that happen now affect the game going forward. But, you know, if certain players in the secondary aren't able to play this coming week, is I think just even that much more imperative for the D-line to get home. 
Uh, we've seen a couple times Stafford's been willing to, you know, give throw the ball to the other team a couple times, but it's still Matthew Stafford and still the Rams. There's still a lot of firepower on that end, end of the, the ball as well, too. So to me, it looks like it's more imperative for the defensive line to get home. And I wanted to shout out those, those two guys in particular, as well as uh, Chris Kacarek, for keeping those guys fresh to be able to get home because yeah. they for sure affected the second half of that Texans game. Samson Ibukam, too. Yeah, right. Didn't he get a sack or half a sack? Him yeah, and Armstead. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Armstead too, by the way. It's been a little quieter lately from Nick Bosa. I know we, you know, he's still Nick Bosa, but it's been quieter past couple weeks. So, yeah, shout out to the D line. Um, I think they've done a really solid job. Thoughts? Anything that stood out to you on that side of the ball? Um, nothing, other, n- nothing that you didn't say already. Um, I think they've been doing a decent job over the past seven to eight to nine weeks as far yeah. as getting pressure on the quarterback, you know, going all the way back to the Bengals game. Um, they, 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 they didn't really, yeah, not the Jacksonville. Yeah. Definitely the mm-hmm. Bengals game for sure. Yeah. Uh, when I started to see like the pressure really, really, really starting to ramp up. Uh, right. Even the Vikings game as well. Just guys are, I think as a, as a unit, they're fresh right now. And that's what mm-hmm. it seems like. And, you know, knock on wood, they're pretty healthy. You know, I think that yeah. I want to say uh, Hurst is coming back as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's another great rotational piece that we haven't really even got to see since bringing him over from the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, a little. I bit was of, excited I about him. Yeah, I think he got hurt in camp. I think he was out of him and Arden Key. I think he was the mm-hmm. one that was more of the uh, more polished, uh, you know, uh, uh, defensive tackle. But sure. Um, but you know, Arden Key is like you said, he, he's come on strong. Uh, Samson Ebicom, uh just rotational guys. It seems like no matter who they plug in over the past few years on that D line, seem to be effective. And, and yeah, Jordan they seem Willis, to find a way. Yeah, and Jordan Willis yeah. again has, has has really showed his value coming off the suspension. Um, he's looked mm-hmm. good ever since coming back in. So no, it's it's a it's, it's a group effort with those guys. And you just again, like you touched on, it needs to be them. If so, you're not relying on that back end right. um, as, as heavily. So that's just what it's going to come down to at the end of the day: is is, is can they get home and right. disrupt Stafford? Because when he's rushed, just as any quarterback is, that's when they start to make those errant throws, tips and overthrows. You know that that that's I subscribe to the goes. belief that quarterbacks make those mistakes when pressure is 100 in their face. They're not 100%. nine times out of ten. They're not making that mistake just with a clean pocket because they no. miss it in their mind. No, you know, yeah, so. it's very rare and with a clean pocket that those mistakes are made. So, yeah, um, you know, ho- hopefully we see a lot of that going forward. And, um, you know, we're going to need it. They're going to need it. They're going to need everything on Sunday, man. They're going to yeah. need Because the, the, the it, about that, the game is the Rams are going to do everything they can to also spoil our playoff chances. Because I know they didn't forget in 2019 – we oh, knocked them out. <laughs> we knocked we knocked them out in uh-huh. uh we in that week 17 game, I believe. So yeah, they didn't forget. I know for a fact they didn't forget. On top of that, going back to that season, we beat them five times in a row. So mm-hmm. they're gonna do everything they can, uh, throw everything at us. And um, you know, it's it's gonna start with that D line and we're it's gonna start in the trenches, you know, as cliche 100%. as it sounds, it's gonna be in the trenches. O line and D line have to bring it in order for us to be successful on Sunday. Right. Point blank, period. A hundred percent. And I just wanted to address this one here. James Williams says, remember Jeff was coming off an injury when Elijah got hurt. You're correct. Yeah, he was just coming back from, uh, was it ACL? 
What was his? No, no, no. MC, it was a uh, meniscus. I want to say it was meniscus. Meniscus, it was M- yeah. Meniscus or MCL. But I don't like to get too wrapped up in the injury talk, man. Because again, I've I've played football, and as anybody mm-hmm. who's played, it's just it's a part of the game, man. So right, like I'm not one to. If you're out there, you're out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not one shouldn't to be scared like, oh, out there he's playing. Coming right, he's coming off an injury. He should only have this the pitch. There's no such thing as no pitch count in football, bro. Mm-hmm. Like if you're suited up, you're taped up, you're you're cleated up, you're spatted up, you're you're ready to go. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not gonna fault Kyle for giving Elijah Mitchell 25 carries and not mixing it. If that's what I mean, he told us. That's what Kyle working, actually right. said. He literally said, "I'm gonna play him as much as he can play." He actually exactly. said that before as the game too. So. Right. As he you got a good point. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not too worried about guys that are fresh off injuries. They've the reason they're out there is because they've been put, I've been through rehab. If you haven't been through rehab, mm. you don't understand. They've been through all the stress tests. They've been doing all the cutting, all the jumping, all the squatting, whatever it takes to get them to be cleared to play that game. They've mm-hmm. done it. So I'm going to trust in the athletic trainers the coaches that have signed off the doctors all the things yeah, so yeah come sunday i'm not thinking about nobody's injuries i'm not thinking about uh i'm not thinking about oh he shouldn't be doing this because he just came back nah man we, we 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 rolling we rolling we rolling who, who we came with right the quote, quote the great term we rolling who we came with so right if that's who kyle's rolling with that's who kyle's rolling with man because i know there'd be a ton of different there would be a whole different kind of energy right now if Kyle was doing the oh hasty get through hasty get this series or Jeff Wilson gets this series while yeah. or Elijah gets they're not this finding the rhythm and then neither of them have the rhythm mm-hmm. we're averaging maybe two yards a fucking carry and then yeah. everybody well why isn't Elijah getting twenty carries so right chill. it's it's chill. if it's not one thing it's another I mean that's right so you're not wrong chill. like I'm not gonna sit here and talk about the injury stuff too much man it's football it's week yeah. eighteen everybody's fucking banged up like. Right. Got to you. Got to get it out the mud. We got to get it how we get it. That's right. just what it is. So yeah, I mean, if we're just gonna close that part out, we both agree. Yeah, we would have liked to see a little bit more balance. We agree with that. We would like to see some more balance between the two running backs for sure. But we also can understand why Kyle might ride someone who's a hot hand, especially if it's working. You're not trying to change that up. So right, I- I'm with you on that. Uh, we got Cook and Smoke Sports up in here. He says, "What's good, gang? Doing good, brother. Thanks for popping in, uh, checking us out." Be sure you guys like, subscribe to our channel. By the way, did not mention uh, here in the chat, our YouTube channel is up and running now. We got it posted yesterday. Uh, Niner Talk, that's the number nine ER, like written up here, nine ER Talk with Jasper and Jamal. Our ch- that's the name of our channel. It's posted. We will start streaming from that next Wednesday. But please, please go subscribe, tap in with us. We will continue to do some open mics where we bring y'all up as well, too. Really, really, really enjoy tapping in with you guys. I appreciate the comments that y'all post. Uh, I've heard this multiple times, and I also believe and will subscribe to this belief as well. I believe that the 49ers fan base has some of the smartest fans. I mean, if we're going to be honest, I'm not going over to the Jets. I'm not going to the Bills and listen to their conversations. But as a 49er fan, I can look at the comments and say, yo, our fan base is pretty tuned in. So really appreciate you guys tuning in, tapping in with us as well. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, our pages, it's 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 up and running. Go tap in with that as well. Before we tap into, I have a I have a specific conversation I want to talk with you about in regards to wide receivers. And you're my guy as well. He's played wide receiver. So, so I appreciate your opinion. 
and uh, a value that as well. But before we get to that, I did want to talk about the cornerbacks and the situation. I know we got COVID, but just in regards to what we just saw on the field in that Texans game, I mean, we did see Josh Norman. He got benched and it was confirmed that he got benched. Uh, Dante Johnson comes in and he gives up a PI directly right after that as well, too. We're going to talk about Ambry Thomas as well, too. Isn't it interesting how much over the past few weeks, the way people talk about these people has changed a lot? I believe you and I have been real level headed and saying, you know, he's a rookie and he got thrown right into the fire. We broke it down. You can go look at the past what the past, I think, month of episodes. We've been talking about Ambry Thomas. Well, he was the third highest graded uh, 49ers defender this past week. And I don't remember them targeting him a lot. In fact, they were targeting Norman a bit more. What do you look at when it comes to corners based off what we've seen in that Texans game? Do you think they're going to start Norman again or do you think he will be benched? Uh, is there is there a possibility we get a Dante Johnson sighting? I know these guys are on the COVID list right now, so that may not even play a factor. And then with the possibility of E-Man coming back this week, which could be really, really, really big for us, especially if, if he is healthy enough to uh, you know, be 100 percent or real close to it. That's going to be a big get as well. If he comes back, which it looks like he is, what do they do? What do they do on the other side? Do they move E-Man over there? Do they put do they put Ambry over there? What do you think happens? Um, you know, I, just to go back to the Josh Norman thing, I'm actually not, I wasn't a fan of him being benched personally. I, okay, I, the play he got benched on wasn't pi. Like I was a I didn't hor- think so either. I tweeted it. <laughs> that was a horrible call. So I don't know what what went into that decision, but I don't. I personally don't like it. Yeah. Um, Everybody on Twitter was saying, oh, Josh Norman this and Josh Norman that. I literally tweeted out, am I the only one that actually thought that wasn't P.I. on Josh yeah, Norman? Yeah, was, <laughs> I'm with that you. Was, that was a horrible call. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. He obviously he gets beat, but I, so does everybody. Um, you know, uh, Dante Johnson got beat right after that. So, I mean, at the end of the day. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, the whole COVID. Brad's situation. asking here, did he get benched or was it a breather? I mean, it was confirmed that it, he yeah, got benched. It was. He got benched. They asked him that in the post game, yeah, uh, Shanahan so, in the post game. He did. He got benched. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think, you know, they're going to obviously going to go with the healthy guys. They're probably going to end up having to go with the guy that just signed off the street. I mean, hopefully right. they don't. Um, you know, yeah, Darquez Denard. Denard, right uh-huh. uh, in Michigan. Michigan. I liked I liked him when he got drafted. I was high yeah. on him. Um, so yeah, you know they're gonna have to do what they got to do. Um, personally, if all is right and everybody does come back, I want to see Eman Avery. Yeah, ideally, Quan Williams back in the slot. Uh, Eman yep. and Avery. Ambry. Um, I don't personally. I don't have a problem with Josh Norman. I'm not as low on Josh Norman yeah. as everybody else is. I don't, I, I don't, again, he, he's a good tackler. He sticks his head in there. He's forced a lot of fumbles this year. Yeah. Uh, he takes risks. He gambles, but that's what a vet does. That's how you stick around in this league for so long. You don't stick around in this league just because you're ass and you continue to get burned all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not how you stick around in this league. Trust yeah. me. Uh, this league is NFL, not for long. Like that. It really, exactly. So, 
I pay homage to those who have been doing it for a very, very long time. Josh Norman will always have my respect for that very reason. Um, even though I'm a receiver and I'm always going to be receiver biased, I don't think any corners are good. If I'm being completely honest, because if <laughs> that, we do our, as, a, as a receiver's mentality, can't nobody job, stop me. They cannot exactly. So <laughs> I, I was a corner player. Up, so I get it. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my, my wide out coach, shout out coach Doug, man. Uh, he always said, man, none of them are good. None of them are good. Not even Deion Sanders because they can't go before you. they can't go before you, so they don't know what you're doing. Unless they're a mutant or they guess, that's the only way they can stop you. So that's how I look at DBs to begin with. Anyway, uh, I'm just playing crock. He said it. not even Deion Sanders. She. Yeah, even, yeah, he was being dead ass. If you do what you're supposed to do, they can't stop you. Like that's legit, facts. They if you can stack them. They can only react. They can only react. That facts. is it. So. Uh, but with that said, uh, when it comes to the Niners DB room, man, I, I'm really, really Godspeed. I'm really hoping they that they can be back by Sunday and and be cleared. I am hearing things that they, it's potentially you know, they're all doing the Zoom meetings and all the things right now, and they're doing everything they can. And it's a possibility. It's the only one that isn't is probably uh, Demo. I think Demo is the only one because yeah. he got put on the COVID reserve list. I want to say yesterday, yeah. so that makes him ineligible to come back for Sunday. All the other guys did it. So, it still yes. made him ineligible as of because he was the latest one, the last one. I believe on so. on, on that specific day, he didn't have what the, the the correct amount of days. I believe so, something like that. Yeah, Dang. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm with you though. I do think that if not all, I think the majority of these guys will be back. The NFL has made their rules a little a little bit lighter than some other sports. I think I think we will see these guys back. Um, so I agree with you on that part. Let me read this comment before I continue, real quick. Uh, Judge Aguayo, Jay Aguayo, 56, says, Happy New Year to you and your family. Kittle said this is going to be a body bag game. This will be a physical, hard-fought slobber knocker, slobber knocker game. Good. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Know. Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well, too. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, excited about this game. We'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be something where it needs to be more physical, especially if we are missing the corners. I mean, you can go back and watch our podcast earlier just a few weeks ago, but we've always said that games are one of the trenches and this game almost just makes it seem like it's even more that it was the same way. The first time we played the Rams earlier uh, in the season as well too, that game was very clearly one in the trenches. We were, we dominated them in that game. If we can get anywhere close to that again, I mean, I'll take it. And yeah, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, Oh, that's five and zero, and you know, we're trying to go six and zero this week against them since what 2019, since that season started, I think. Um, would love to see that, but I'm definitely not taking this game lightly. Uh, that's just me personally. Last thing before we switch over uh to this other part of this conversation, I did want to say I'm not as I'm not as low on Josh Norman as a lot of people are, but I do think that I'm I've been higher on Dante Johnson, and so Dante Johnson's kind of been viewed more as like this utility. He's lined up at safety a few times. He's also lined up uh, at slot corner as well when Kwan wasn't able to go a couple times as well, as well as playing outside. That to me shows the versatility that he has. Someone who's six foot two. He is one of the more savvy vets that we have. Ideally, you don't maybe necessarily want to start him, but I've I kind of I'm more on the side of I think in the in the smaller samples that he's played because he hasn't been one of the starting corners i'm a bit higher on him i would not mind seeing him be one of the starting outside corners yes josh norman has been playing so there you know some of that comes down to uh what's the word i'm looking for him being maybe a little bit more comfortable and set up back there more comfortable in playing but i do personally feel that 
uh, Dante Johnson has been really solid when he's been in. I'd like to, I would not mind him if he comes off the COVID list being the starting corner opposite Ambry Thomas, but, or not Ambry Thomas, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, if Ambry Thomas isn't the starter. So no, let me, let me change that. I would like it to be uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Ambry Thomas, Kwan Williams, but the fourth one after that, I would, I'd like it to be Dante Johnson. What are your thoughts on Dante? Are you are you as high as him as I am? I'm not super high, but I do think that I think he's been really solid when he's been in. Mm-hmm. He's a body. He's a body. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, so do you think he's that much better? Josh Norman is that much better than him? Because I think he's no. just a body too. No, I don't think he's that much better either. Okay, yeah. so you, it's for you. It's more of a toss up. Whoever goes out there, fine. But Ambry yeah. and Eman and K one. Yeah. Yeah, from what I've seen. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I can understand that. Boom. Okay, so we are what? We are 47 minutes in. If you haven't already, please, please, please like and subscribe to the channel. I said it a few minutes ago. Our YouTube channel is up now. That's Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. We will be streaming live. Our live streams will take place over there starting next week. Please tune in. Tap in with us over there. on this channel, where uh, the Frontline Sports Media channel that's uh, being created as well, that will have more of the cut-ups. If you're not able to see us live, or you know you're driving and you need a you know a 15-minute clip, you'll get some of those clips and stuff on Frontline Sports Media. We'll continue to talk about that going forward. Hey, I see my guy Sersky in here. Like and subscribe, Marcos as well. Subscribe, share this video to all your socials. Yes, please. Text, Discords, Reddit, family groups, and school <laughs> message boards. That's right. Please, please, please uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, so one of the last things I wanted to talk about here was Brandon Ayuk. I had made a post on Brandon Ayuk. I think it was Sunday night, actually, right after the game. Not right after, but it was later later in the game. And I said, I feel all along that Brandon Ayuk probably always wanted Trey Lance to be the quarterback, probably from the start of the season, because of the simple fact that Brandon Ayuk's full abilities are able to be used and I'd say utilized with a guy like a Trey Lance who will, is willing to push the ball down the field. But I, I think Brandon Ayuk is someone who, can, who does well in the short game. I think he also does well in the intermediate game. Where I see Brandon Ayuk taking a jump is on the off-schedule plays. We've already seen it, what he did on that, that backed-up play in our end zone. I think he's really going to be able to be used like that. Not only then, but I think that's where I can see him I don't know, if, for lack of a better word, I can see him making plays then as well. I've also seen him improve since the draft in his contested catch ability. Mm-hmm. What comes to my mind, one of the greatest plays I've seen him make, make already, besides that touchdown in the Bengals game, which I still don't understand how he scored. One of the coolest plays I've seen from him was the first time, the Trace first start when we were playing the Cardinals. He didn't get a lot of separation on a specific play, and it was like a comeback route. And he goes up and like uh, outboxed the receiver, had that one-handed catch. The receiver didn't wasn't able to hit him, and he turns up field, gets yep. you know gets even a bigger game. I love that. I love that from him. So I say all that, and I bring up this conversation because I know Croc and Bish have had you know conversations about him on the the morning show. I believe it was on Tuesday, and they were talking about Brandon Ayuk and coming into when he got drafted. My hopes and my my thoughts and. The way I viewed him was like, okay, this dude can be wide receiver one. That's kind of the the talent I'm seeing from the kid. Uh, I think he's more of your natural wide receiver. He's one of those guys where you say, okay, line him up outside. You're not going to use him the exact same way as a Debo, but that doesn't mean he can't take sweeps and things like that because 
to me, I guess one of the comps that I have for him on the low end, which is kind of funny because this receiver is still really good on the low end. I think he's a, a little bit faster. Robert Woods. They're about the same, about the same size. They're used in a similar, similar way. I think that Ayuk is, is slightly faster when he was timed for the draft. It was like four or five, but he was coming off a core injury. I think he's probably closer to about four, four. Uh, and I think the difference between him and a Debo, and I know that vision, then what they were talking about was uh, when you look at, when you look at Debo and when you look at Ayuk, you kind of see some of the 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 difference in explosiveness. I think nobody's questioning the fact that Debo Samuel accelerates and is maybe even just flat out just faster than Brandon Ayuk. And so when it comes to big plays like that, a lot of people want to say, okay, George Kittle and Debo Samuel, that's your Hill Kelsey, you know, comp. Those are those two guys. Now, when it comes to Brandon, I think a lot of people are kind of missing Brandon Ayuk. I'm actually really, really high on him. Um I think, like I said, on the low end, I think that he's a Robert Woods, but Robert Woods plays a little bit more blocky. I think that uh, Brandon Ayuk is much more fluid. I think that Brandon Ayuk, his abilities will be able to be used down the field now more because of a Trey Lance going forward. So whether he gets, and I'll be quiet and, and pass the floor to you after this one, whether he gets to wide receiver one may or may not matter because we do have a Debo Samuel, and I do think he will get extended. And it's okay if Debo Samuel is wide receiver one and uh, Brandon Ayuk is like wide receiver 1B, wide receiver 2. No, I got no problem with that whatsoever. But coming out of the draft, I was thinking, okay, this dude, he, he, the way he moves, I like – he kind of reminds me of a Devontae Adams. That's high praise. I get it. I know. I like Devontae Adams a lot. But what do I like about Devontae Adams? He's not the fastest guy. Brandon Ayuk's not the fastest guy either, but I do think he's faster than the Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams' route running is supreme, and – He's just a super, super, super hard worker, as well as the fact that, as you were mentioning earlier, once he's on top of a guy, he stacked the guy, it's done. It's wraps. And his hands are gold. He like he he don't he doesn't drop things. He doesn't drop the ball. He's a beast. I'm not saying he's going to become that, but I do see that his talents and I think that the pro uh, productivity of a Brandon Ayuk is probably going to increase. I think I'd be shocked if he doesn't have an 1000 yard season while yeah. with the 49ers. I think he has that capability, that talent. I'm going to pass the floor to you. What do you think? Am I am I wrong on this? I want to really run this by you because I've been tested. My thoughts have been tested about Brandon Ayuk. I don't know. Are we I overvaluing him? No, and I'm surprised um this is even a topic. Yeah, I, Brandon Ayuk is Brandon Ayuk. He's a really mm -hmm. good receiver. He's very polished. I think he'll He's just going to continue to grow. Uh, we're not seeing the Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb type numbers yet because of just who he has throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, Debo plays a little faster than Ayuk, but I think straight line speed Ayuk is probably faster. But Debo, I mean, Debo just comes off the line screaming. And that, mm -hmm. that sometimes can be deceiving and make it look like he's faster. There's a lot of guys I lined up next to. Yeah. I used to go on the slot. I was like, I, my, my big, some of my biggest things was always coming off the ball, making everything look like a go. Sure. Uh, as, as our receiver coach trained us to do. So sometimes when we would go in film study, he'd be like, why do you look faster than him? But mm. I know he's faster than you. So sometimes yeah. it just looks like that. But as far as, uh, you know, the, as far as the IU thing goes, man, he, he's, 
he's nice. He's he's good. I I, I wasn't high on Ayuk coming out of Arizona State because I wanted CD Lamb. Me too. Uh, that was my wide receiver one. Right. And but you know, as as I've seen Ayuk and I've started to see some of the plays and I've started to see the game slow down for him and I've started to see him come into his own and yeah. you know the whole nonsense with Kyle early in the season. Like I'm just starting <laughs> to see he he's just growing up and maturing him right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And I, I and I, I I do think you can book it next year. He's 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 breaking one K. Like you think so? Not, not gonna be like yeah, he should. you're not gonna have to wait very long. He's gonna he's gonna he should have had it this year if he wasn't dealing Max. with whatever he was dealing with the first two or three weeks in the season. Like he'd have it. So uh so do you think Kittle's numbers go down then? Or do you think Trey's nah. just gonna be able to get all three of them like yeah, rolling? Share the wealth. Yeah, share the wealth. Share the wealth. I, so you think all three will have a thousand? No, I don't think so. All three are gonna have a thousand. Who, who um, who's well, who goes down then? Debo? Yeah, I, I think Debo is. Uh yeah, that's fair. I, I think Debo. Yeah, wow. I think Debo's going to go down um, as far as just maybe his overall, because he might get used a little bit more as, as a running back. I hope not, but he might yeah, get used more as a running back, and you might see more of a split where this year it was like 1,300 yards receiving, 300 yards rushing. He might mm-hmm. do something like 800, 500. He might do like an 800, 500 next year. Now you That'd hate be crazy. That. Yeah, that would be crazy. But He's already got 13 and 3 right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. 13, exactly. What? 13 and 3. And he didn't even start playing running back really until the end, like you know, you. Back, half, back half of the year. So, right. you know, um, you know, on, on Ayuga, I'm really, I, I'm really liking what I see out of him. You know, um, he is definitely, um, he's not comparable to any, he has no comp to me. That's mm. what's so strange about him. Even Debo, as rare as he is, he has a comp. He's like Anquan Bolton and plays Anquan a lot. Anquan and of Percy put together. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and does a lot of those things that they did. He was built similarly. I yeah. not even built like anybody I've ever seen at the receiver position. Like he is really just with his long arms and just They're like huge. Yeah, 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 and even just the way he moves isn't even. It's not really even like Devonte. Like he moves. Oh, he's more smooth than Devonte. He is. I wouldn't say that, but. I wouldn't say that at all. No, okay. I'm more athletic. I think he's more athletic than Devontae. I also wouldn't say that. You don't think so? I do. I definitely do. I've seen Devontae on the hoop court. So Mm. Devontae has bounced. I don't think Devontae getting that touchdown, that Bengals one, that was was just athletically different to me, and that sticks out. No, I think he he could do that. I I don't. I wasn't that impressed. I wasn't – as far as his his touchdown – Versus the Eagles, his rookie year was more impressive than the one than the game winning touchdown. Personally, mm. from a difficult from a degree of difficulty, he really just turned the corner and stretched his arm. That's all he really did and dove. Like I was, he should I have been out, out at the five. He extended it, like yeah. that. But he took off from like the five, but he jumped over somebody in the Eagles game. That was way more impressive than his touchdown against the Bengals. Way more impressive. Uh, I mean, we're, not we're, me. I disagree we're, on that one. Yeah, we're, we're but we're 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 splitting I, hairs. Know, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely splitting hairs at this point, but uh. You know, look, I, I I really 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 like Ayuk. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why Vish isn't high on him. Uh, I'd have to go back and see what he actually said. I don't know if it's being taken out of context, but not. I think he was talking more about you know the T Higgins and guys that were drafted later that we could have got at what I think it was pick 31 or guys yeah. that we could have taken at that spot. Yet the Niners valued Ayuk, and I think who wasn't the other one Ceedee Lamb or was yeah. it? Yeah, he they valued those two above. Uh, T Higgins, the Claypools, the things like that. So he's saying he thinks he's a good receiver, by the way. I don't want anybody to confuse that. He thinks he's a good starting receiver, but he's, he also thinks at 31, we could have got like a, uh, a T Higgins, 
a clay pool had they wanted something something like that. Even a um uh what's his name from the Colts? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Um, that guy as well, too. So Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And I like those guys are good. I think I think T. Higgins is really good. I like T. Higgins a lot. Yeah. I also like Brandon Ayuk though. And just having that conversation with him made me think like, am I too high on him? Or do we think the 49ers, all of us as a whole, as a fan base, are we too high on Ayuk? To be honest, man, it's probably too early to, to tell. It's he's not a finished product by any means. This is year two. He did by his own account, understand truly how to be a professional. Now he had, you know, bring it in practice every day by his own account. He's, he's talked about these things. So uh, I think I don't believe none of that shit. Why? I don't believe none of that shit. I don't believe. None of that shit. Why? I don't believe no, I don't believe. You, think you just took the high road because Kyle and them were put, were yes. put down. Yes. There's no, cause again, bro, just like, bro, go back, go look at the video. Speaking of Devonte, go look at the video Devonte posted. Uh, I want to say croc retweeted it. Mm-hmm. It's ta- he's talking about. I know what you're gonna say. I saw receivers it. and their yep. training in the off season and yep. all these videos. I shared it and I tagged Brandon and Devontae. Yeah. <laughs> and all these videos you see of all these crazy fit- footwork doctor and all these crazy stupid ass drills that you see and not see me and Devontae. We have the same receiver coach. Our my receiver coach okay. in, junior, in junior college is, was also Devontae's yeah. receiver coach at Fresno State. He left my JC to go to Fresno State. Right. Okay. Got I got you. So we came, we come from the same school of thought Mm -hmm. and all we would do, we would never do any of those drills you see on our Instagram or none of these new young cats are doing shout out to them. Get your bag by all means, do whatever you feel is necessary to do to get you to the next level. I'm not knocking any of these dudes. A lot of coaches that a lot of people are training and doing a lot of things that are very lucrative for them. Feed your family, do your thing. But we, we would running do none routes. of that. We would do none of that. We get rest. We run routes at full speed because that's what you're gonna do come game day. Right. I believe Ayuk is good because Ayuk trained and did whatever he had to do to get to that level. Now Ayuk also got it out the mud. He got it out. Mm-hmm. Of, he went. He was JUCO. Then went to D1. Yep. Sierra College. Then went to D. Then right. Then went to D1. And I, you can't go from JUCO to D1 without working your ass off. Ayuk got yeah. to where he is because he's good. I don't right. care what Kyle and them were talking about. That's probably why he had to Kyle at one point. He was like, bro, you got to see me because you're not finished mm-hmm. talking about me. Like, like, that's why he was like, yeah, we had words. I'm you glad they these had words. words. Yep. And I'm very, very glad they had words. But none of that shit that they did and none of that. I, he learned how to be a pro. No, that was podium speak. Ayuk is good because Ayuk is good. Yeah. Nothing changed because he was practicing better. None of it because he was running his routes harder in practice or on air. No. That shit that he does in the game is because he's good, not right. because of whatever he did uh, in, in in Santa Clara um, on a Wednesday afternoon. Like, the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fast. I don't hear none of that shit. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And I guess to close this part out, when I, what I want to get back to is, yeah, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is not Justin Jefferson right now. He's not putting up those same yards for sure. But we have to also take into, the, into account – what this offense is. We're not asking him. We don't ask Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo to go play like a Kirk Cousins. We're not throwing the ball that much. We don't have we, – that's not the way that this 49ers offense is built. It's built off the run. Now, that being said, I do – and I am really high on Brandon Ayuk. One, we can we can talk till we're blue, but at the end of the day, wide receiver is still largely dependent on the quarterback delivering the ball to that person. So, yeah, you might have certain – you know, games like like this past week, Ayuk had four catches, 94 yards. He had one play where he broke it open because 
the uh, I forgot which DB it was, but he missed the tackle and he was able to break it and make it like a 35 yard yard catch. Reed. I love Reed. that. Reed. It was Reed. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Shout out the Reeds. They're, they're dope. Uh, Eric Reed, former Niner. Um, yeah. Super cool. So so with with Garoppolo, we're seeing more, I think, you know, wide receiver screens and things like that closer to the to the line of scrimmage. And it can almost seem like it gets kind of boring or people say, you know, oh, he just had this game. He just had that. And, you know, by the end of the season, maybe he has, what, 900 yards, something like that. I do think that it will become more explosive when you have a quarterback like a Trey Lance going forward. I'm not going to say it's going to happen tomorrow or 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 whatever. But if we're if our starting point is he gets six targets, you know, this past week, Debo also got six targets. And he gets four catches for 94 yards. I do think that going forward, there is a path for him to break out. That's the, that's the word I'm going to use, break out. I think his production is going to increase next year. And I, honestly, it's going to look like all this talk that we've had this year is going to look probably kind of silly, like kind of stupid. Like, why were we talking about Ayuk's not this guy or, or you know, he's got to improve on, on this route? Yeah, I think that we're going to be able to see some of the the plays down the field, these go routes. We already saw us, you know, this past Sunday. Uh, Trey Lance is going to be willing to, to give him those shots and those opportunities. And as you had mentioned, and I agree with, if that hand's not held, that's probably a touchdown. I don't think he's probably dropping that. And his feet were g- clearly going to be in bounds as well. So it would have been tough. I mean, I think, it was, oh, it's still t- definitely tough. Definitely tough, tough catch. Tough. I just think going forward, there's there's opportunities for him to grow. And I thought it would be something interesting to talk about because people have talked about uh, like, what is Brandon Ayuk? I think we're still wondering, you know, is he going to be wide receiver one? Will he be, will he become that? Who knows? I don't know, but I thought that was an interesting conversation to talk about. And then lastly, as we, you know, get out here in the next like 10 minutes or so, uh, what do you think about this Rams game? You think it's going to be Garoppolo? You think it's going to be Trey? What are you looking for? And, uh, I think that in my personal opinion, the Rams are going to show us no mercy. They haven't been, we've been beating their, their ass for a while now it does they don't care whether it's trey whether it's garoppolo they're gonna try and beat our ass so what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on this game what do you expect do you think it's gonna be trey do you think it'll be garoppolo who plays um my gut tells me they're trying to make every they're trying to do everything they can to make jimmy play um because kyle's comfortable with jimmy that's just what it is at the end of the day like that's Mm -hmm. how i've rationalized it in my head he isn't comfortable yet with Trey. He won't be until he gets time with him. Um, yeah. And right now he knows Jimmy is what he is, but he knows what Jimmy is and he knows what Jimmy right. excels at. He knows what Jimmy's not good at. So, you know, it's. Kyle it's has to find a way to get out of his comfort zone, maybe if he puts he Trey. Does, but, <laughs> you know, you don't want that to be in week 18. So. Oh yeah. It's tough, right? Yeah, it's tough. I, I I honestly don't know Jimmy's throwing, so take that for what it's worth, you know. So, I I think uh, you sound a lot like me right now, bro. I'm I really, so I, mean, I'm I don't know I, what to expect. The whole nobody should. <laughs> Kyle doesn't. I don't believe Kyle knows. I really don't believe he knows who he's gonna go with. I see a lot of people talking. I hopped in a few spaces earlier today, and I hear people saying, "Oh, Kyle knows. He's just doing yeah. the game." gamesmanship nah it has nothing to do with yeah that. at the end of the day it doesn't matter who starts as a quarterback he's still gonna run the rock he knows that's his recipe for success against this very team mm-hmm. so he's not playing hooky and trying to oh make him guess as a trade yeah. no <laughs> fuck no fuck that no. you sound like, his, like his I guess playbook's it, not yeah his playbook my bad my bad go ahead yeah his playbook isn't changing like 
Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 literally it does not matter who's the quarterback. Kyle's game okay. plan will be Kyle's game plan. However, it he doesn't know he would feel more comfortable with Jimmy mm-hmm. because he knows how to beat this team with Jimmy. But he also the same way he would beat this team with Jimmy is also the same way he could beat this team with Trey. So that brings me and back again. To, I really have no idea. I don't. And I don't think he does. I really don't think he's playing. I think he's tired of being asked asked about it. But at the end of the day, he can't mm-hmm. be tired about being asked about it because he created this problem his damn self. So Thank what you. can you do? You can't be Why do you think, what do you think makes it tough for him? What 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 makes it tough for him to decide that this week in particular? I'm comfortable because I'm with you too. Comfortability and also not just wanting to throw Trey to the Lions, uh, so to speak. I mean, the yeah. Texans, the whole different ball game versus the Rams, whole different sure. ball game versus the Rams. Uh, now, Kyle's had his way with the Rams. However, any given Sunday, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. So you throw all that shit out that happened when we played them last time early this season because it doesn't stop. None, you can't bring that shit with you on Sunday. You can only do what you do on Sunday, and that's mm-hmm. all they're going to think about. That's all they're going to be focused on. It's zero zero again on Sunday. It ain't thirty one seven. It's zero zero. Yeah. So when they show up, they got to do what they do. But he feels more. I think he feels just more comfortable with a vet going okay. out there, and even if that vet throws a random bonehead pick. He knows yeah. what he can and can't do with that vet. Yeah. Versus right now with Trey, he doesn't know what he can and can't do. We saw that yeah. in the Texans game. We saw a live <laughs> demonstration of him not knowing what Trey can and can't not do. He doesn't yeah. want to find that out on Sunday versus the Rams when your season is on the line. Very exactly. well. Could come to an end. And he's sitting there trying to figure out what he can and can't do with his fucking 21-year-old quarterback who's never been here before. So. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, which is why I know he's going back and forth with this. And I know he's trying to see how healthy Jimmy possibly can possibly be. So he's going to take mm-hmm. this all the way down to Saturday or whenever it is that he has to announce. And, uh, I think it is Saturday, huh? Yeah. And whenever it is, he has to announce the starters. So, yeah, I, I, I generally I generally agree with you on this, too. I would love to be a fly in the wall <laughs> and right. see what he needs to see right. in order to decide. I would right. love to see that because, yeah. I've been a few a few spaces as well, and I've said the same thing. You do at the end of the day, and if I'm a coach, I'm probably thinking the same thing. I know what I'm going to get from this guy. Yeah, there may be a couple, you know, plays or whatever where ball could be put in harm's way with the Jimmy Garoppolo, but I know for a fact how I would use him to win against this specific team. And mm-hmm. I've used this guy all year. I've made him the starter for the year, so I can see why he would put a Garoppolo out there. Yeah. What's the percentage that he needs in order to put him out there? I don't know. I know a lot of people like to talk about, oh, you know, he's 75 percent. He's going to be 80 or he's 85 percent. Is that more? Is that better than putting out, you know, a Trey Lance who's 100 percent? I generally don't subscribe to the belief of like this person is this percentage or that because I don't really know what that means. Someone being a percentage. If you're out there, I need you to perform straight up. If you're out there, you've got to perform. You've, You've said and you've showed me that you can perform. So go do it. If you can't then that's detriment to the team. You should not be on the field. So if that's right. the case and that's what happens, let's say he goes out, he starts Jimmy Garoppolo, he goes out there and plays and that finger starts swelling up after what? I don't know, 10 passes, 15 passes, and it's starting to affect the way he's playing. I mean, I do think that he would pull. He'd probably pull him if it's if it's affecting him too. I think he, he, I could see him pulling, pulling Jimmy and putting in Trey. 
that being said, I don't like that situation either because then you're throwing in Trey and it's a whole probably a totally I don't want to say a different play uh, style. The two of them play differently, but the way that yeah. you would win shouldn't change. But then Kyle has to think, OK, now I'm using this rookie as well, too. So is that a detriment to the team? I generally think, yeah, I generally do think so. But I do think that I'll say this. If he does start Jimmy, I think Jimmy's got a short lease, leash based off of the finger injury. And if he's not able to execute the offense the way that he needs to. But right. I can also see Jimmy playing because, as we've said together, we should be running the ball. If we can run the ball on them, he's not going to have to throw the ball 23, 25. He might be able to get away with throwing the ball 20 times. That might actually be the case, which I think you could put Garoppolo possibly in that situation. I also think, as you said, too, that Trey could do that as well. So at this point in time, for me, I'm really confused about what I should, should suspect or expect to see because I can I can legitimately justify in my head why he might go with Jimmy, but I could also justify why I think he should go with Trey. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of my opinion. But because of that, I don't necessarily know what to expect. But I think, yeah, looking at this game, I think there should be a heavy dosage of Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Debo Samuel. They never they haven't figured out Debo Samuel at all. They they just haven't figured him out. So when I'm looking I at this game, I, go ahead. Speaking of, Debo, I, I, and speaking of Debo, like I have no idea why he's went away from the jet sweep with Debo. Like that mm. worked all 2019. He ran at least three times in the Super Bowl. Yes, the Jets were or not the Jets. The Texans were on it a couple times. But yeah, then he stopped using it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the jet sweep. A jet sweep. He has not run the jet sweep with Debo all season long. Oh, the jet run... sweep. Yeah, okay. The jet sweep. When he comes in motion, yeah. it's counter the pass. Jimmy literally yeah. takes it and flips it to him. Like that one where he's coming yeah. across and he can either cut it in or turn it outside. Like mm -hmm. that jet sweep where that is a, literally a steal of like 10 yards. Easy. Sure. Teams, every, almost every team runs it. The Niners right. were running it with Debo Samuel towards the end of killing it in 2019, yeah. and then all through the playoffs in 2019, he scored yeah. on it a few times. Once in at Seattle, he scored off of it. Then he also scored on it. Uh, yeah, he scored on it. Rams that Rams that last home game versus the Rams, okay. where we knocked them out of the playoffs. I think that was like week 16 or week 15. Mm -hmm. uh, Gold had the walk off field goal. Yeah, then he did it, and then the uh, then he did it in the final regular season game, the finale. Uh, where we took the division uh, mm -hmm. against Seattle, he scored off it on that one too. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, and then he ran it. He had a big, the very first drive in the Super Bowl. Yep, same play where he took it broke up the, the record. Like yeah, <laughs> for I thought he receiver. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so he stopped doing it in 2020, and then he was bare. I don't think he. I don't. I can't remember the time he's ran it at all this year. So I have no idea why he stopped running the jet sweep. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because he started using Debo and so many other running back gadget plays, but the jet sweep is you could still line him up as his normal position, bring him in motion and run it like that's a sure. quick 10 yards. And and you're not I guess you're also not uh, you're not, you know, uh, subjecting him to running between the tackles or yeah. doing the toss or doing the toss was just a lot of violent movement on the toss play like those toss plays, man, bro, like good luck. <laughs> Good, Good luck, luck on not having somebody have a concussion on those. Those toss plays, I pray every single time. Every single Man. time, no matter who's running those toss plays, because you're hitting head on. You're, that that is not, that is contact from yeah. a lot of people on that right. toss play. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, really do hope um, we see some of that. But you know, I think Kyle's his off. We're not going to see too many more of his wrinkles 
and his offense, right. his offense was pretty much set to what he really, really feels comfortable calling this year. That yeah. we see anything new uh, that he hasn't been calling all season. It'd be nice, but you know, it would be be pretty. That's just my <laughs> thought. That was just my thought, man. Yeah, no, that's what fair. I'm just a casual. Fan. That's fair. This is such an interesting week because, yeah, we right before we hopped on, you and I both were like, man, I don't necessarily know what to expect. I don't know which quarterback is going to go out there. Well, props to Kyle and them because he said he's not going to tell us either. So no, whatever he's right. doing, whether it is gamesmanship or not, you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the starter. And I'm not afraid to say straight up. I don't know. I don't know it's what to not- expect. It's, it's <laughs> both two things can be true. It's probably it's not gamesmanship, but it also does him no good to announce a starter either. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so it, he's probably not doing it on purpose, but also not. Why would he tell anyway? Information just to give you information. Exactly. 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 So, and that's yeah. Kyle, Kyle's always been like that. He's always been like that. So, but yeah, I guess uh, closing this out, we'll see what happens. We need these guys to come back from the COVID list. I'm, I generally do think that they probably will. Like you said, maybe not Lenore. He may not be the one, but we need we need these guys. Our secondary is depleted right now. Yeah. Um, we need the the D line. Need the D line to play really well. Fred Warner had a really good game this past week. Going to need that again for sure. Uh, will we get we Green back? We need everything, man. Hopefully. We need everything. Hopefully. We just we just need everything. That's that's you wrap it yep. on that, man. They they need a lot. They need G, they we need everything. Need Jesus <laughs> to line up. They might need Jesus to put on a jersey, man. They they're gonna need <laughs> they're gonna need everything. Yeah. I'll say this too, just and you can say your last uh, closing opinions too. But whatever happens this past Sunday, it's not Trey's fault. If Trey plays and and we're you know and it becomes a blowout. I don't put it on Trey. This isn't his fault. I I really think that we had opportunities to clinch a playoff spot earlier in the season. And yes, I know a lot of people can say Jimmy didn't do this or Jimmy didn't do that. And yes, I can agree to the point that there were some games I do put most of the blame if like on Jimmy. But there's also we lost both of those Seattle games, both of them. And we also lost that the the second Cardinals game. Yes, we had the safeties out. That one I, I do put that more on the defense. So I just I wanted to I want to kind of bring a level headed take to the fact that we have had our opportunities to clinch a playoff spot earlier and the Titans game as well, too. I didn't even mention the Titans game. So whatever happens this week, I don't put that on the rookie. I think that's almost a cop out whether he does or doesn't play, you know, whether Jimmy plays and he's not able to be as effective as we've come to see him to need him to be, especially because of the thumb injury. I don't think that's fair. Uh if Jimmy goes out there and does not play well, I got to put that on Kyle because I think Kyle was not say was not comfortable enough enough to put his healthy rookie out there. But whatever happens in this game doesn't change my opinion on the fact that the Niners should not have been what nine and eight on the season. I'll say that part. Nine and seven, but yeah, yeah, nine and seven. If we go nine and eight, I'm saying if we lose, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see. Any closing thoughts here? Win. Win. Winning in, baby. Just win. Winning in. Winning in. We'll take it from there. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in with us this week. Another episode of Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. Check in. Tap in with us next week, Wednesday, not Thursday. Today's Thursday. We will tap in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. We will be going live from our YouTube channel at that point. Once again, like the title says up here, Niner Talk with Jasper and Jamal. Appreciate y'all staying in, tapping in with us. Appreciate all the comments up in here. 
winning in, baby. Let's win this game. We'll take it one game, one game at a time from there. Appreciate y'all. Take it easy. Peace.